Hi, I'm Mike Pickles, and you're listening to the Daily Deal Podcast. We hear about inspirational stories from folks like you and I. Sit back, relax, and enjoy. Welcome to the Mike Pickles Podcast with me, Mike Pickles, your host. And please remember, if you have not yet subscribed, please do so. All right, today's guest come to us all the way from Melbourne, Australia, which is 16 hours ahead of us right now. She is ageless, absolutely ageless, and has won over 30 fitness titles. Please welcome Leslie Maxwell. Thank you for having me, Mike. Thank you for the lovely introduction. It's my pleasure to be here. (laughs) Hi, everyone. Yes, usually I'd say good morning, but you're actually in the evening. You're almost midnight tonight. (laughs) That's right. I know I'm a bit of a night owl, so this suits me perfectly well. <laughs> so I'm glad you did. Otherwise, we're having a little difficulty getting a hold of each other because of the time difference. <laughs> True. So let's nice to be here. Yes. Yes. I want to jump right into it. Um, I'm curious. Has uh, have you always been sort of inspired or mo- motivated by fitness? I have always been curious about it, and throughout my you know, 20s, 30s, 40s, I, you know, I was always trying to find out what what I could do and what was the answer. You know, I, I've always wanted to be healthy and strong and fit and I tried everything from yoga to vegetarian, vegan to those little step classes we used to have and whatever and it wasn't until much later in life I actually discovered seriously how to reverse the aging process and how just to feel amazing all the time. And it's not as hard as you think. <laughs> but I mean, it's did something like happen in your life that pushed you in that direction or it just came naturally? I think um, I just, like I said, I was always interested and I tried so many things to do it. And it wasn't until my late 40s and my husband at the time said I was looking frail and I really was I was in hospital with pneumonia and I was really sick all the time I had allergies and I was quite thin at that time and I really just didn't know what to do and then I saw a show it was like um, an interview it was all about bodybuilding and these women on stage and they actually had this shape that I didn't know quite what it was but now I know what it was they just had muscle of course and and they were competing and they were like Amazon glamazons on stage wearing heels and you know I sort of I got home from hospital and I saw this show and I thought I was just intrigued and then I started the journey of weight training and learning all about it and how to eat and experimenting with everything on my own body and I've got the answer (laughs) Yeah, I'd say you found the answer. I read, uh, doing some research on you before this podcast, and many people consider you the grandma that's never too old to wear a bikini. <laughs> of course. Why would you not want to wear a bikini? I mean, it's just, it's, when you're feeling really fit and healthy, it's not even an option to cover up. Like, I like vitamin D and, and seawater on my body and, you know, a bit of sunshine. Not that I go out and bake, as you can see, but fresh air and and it's just nice not to cover up to actually 
feel okay and with your body and and be healthy and fit and I hope to always do that so <laughs> why not <laughs> yeah well you're definitely fit now I think you have three children yes I do so so mm -hmm. are they into bodybuilding as well or is that something that they took a different route mm -hmm. They're all into fitness and health. Um, my two sons, uh, one is a personal trainer himself and the other one is always training and they're, they're gifted with really fantastic bodies. And my daughter is also in really good shape and she trains a little bit differently than I do, not, not quite in the weights, but she's really yeah, into health and fitness too. So I've really brought them up that way. Like all those years ago when they were babies, you know, I've never, I always made their food and fed them things like raw goat's milk and eggs and, you know, from a young age. Actually, never, ever bought a tin of baby food or let them have processed food or anything. Like, they could, I allow them to shop with me in the supermarket and I say, you can buy anything but not with numbers in it, which meant, of course, all the preservatives and colouring. So they were raised that way too, yeah. So they're very healthy and, and thank God strong and fit so it's good that's fantastic so you mentioned your training could you just take a few minutes and describe your workout routine your training yeah sure look i believe we only have so much energy right we only have like this precious energy it's not endless so to spend our energy on the most effective exercise really makes sense to me and what i really suggest for women especially and guys is to spend it on like lifting weights because that's really effective what we're trying to do is every like women like to tone and men like to get lean but all these words tone and lean mean muscle like tone is the state of your muscle and lean means not fat so you're after the lean body tissue which is muscle so if it was named something else, I'm sure more women would want it, but because it's called muscle, they're a bit scared thinking they're going to get gigantic and look unfeminine. Mm -hmm. But really, you just get you just get tone where you're not wobbly, you can shape your butt, you can shape your arms so they're not, you know, you can actually add health and also not to forget that the most age-related disease or one of them for women is osteoporosis which is lack of bone density or weakness of bones and the number one exercise for strengthening your bones is weight-bearing exercises like truly learning the moves and so look it's all about spending the energy on the most effective training so I believe that's weights and then just doing some nice things if you want to walk outside or I like roller skating do whatever but do your weight training it only takes one hour three or four times a week. So it's very time efficient. Now our listeners can't see this, but you have amazing abs, abdominal muscles. What's your secret? <laughs> What's your secret to that? Um, secret is the leaner you are as far as not thin, because I wouldn't want to look thin because then your skin would just go saggy. You'd have those empty sort of, you know, mm -hmm. you hear kids making jokes like, why is grandma's arms empty or something? <laughs> we need firmness, so it's the muscle. But the abs come with, it's with clean eating. I don't really do heaps of ab exercises, but I eat clean 100% of the time because, you know, it just feels too good not to. I'd never have craved I don't have any rubbish. I've never had takeaway like Macca's or that drank Coca-Cola in my whole life. So for me, eating clean is um, a necessity and it just feels great to eat 
that nice good quality clean food and protein at every meal so you're having you know eggs or steak or fish or whatever but really fueling that your body properly and your body just reacts that way and it feels really good so besides eating clean uh do you, do you focus on any supplements or no i the only supplement i ever have is is, is protein powder like whey isolate really clean and I just put that in my oats in the morning to up my you know the protein because there's no protein in oats not complete protein so I have that and if I'm away sometimes driving a long distance or I'll take a shake in the car but the shake then has got goat's yogurt in and a raw egg yolk and the protein powder and then I can shake it in the car and just you know, nourish and fuel if I'm going home. Because I eat like every two hours. People think it's about starving or fasting. For me, no, it's not. I'm always eating. <laughs> wow, about every two hours. So you eat, you eat a little bit, but often. Well, yeah, like every two, I can sometimes make it to three, but usually two or three hours. <laughs> wow. So I'm the opposite probably of what is going on at the moment. I see there's a lot of fasting you know that people are doing or veganism is promoted quite heavily in it but it doesn't it doesn't work for me like I know my body really well and it, it just runs out of fuel I can feel my blood sugar levels dropping and I need to fuel so that's what I do now at the top of the show I said you're from Australia you're born and raised in Australia Melbourne no I actually was born in England so oh. I come from over there yeah oh, okay all right um, so do you find that fitness and nutrition and well-being is uh, uh, still going well in Australia? Or do you find it that the country has a long way to go? Um, I don't know if it's like, oh, you can never say a whole country. There's always a few of us that feel the same way are really into it. Yeah. But I think all, what we've all been through in the world in the last couple of years really affected a lot of people. True. Like you know, like for myself, I had a weight bench in here and four sets of dumbbells and I don't miss a session. You know, there's, even if you can just do squats, push-ups and chin-ups, for instance, or squats, push-ups and dumbbell rows, three exercises would work your whole body if you do enough of them. Like if you do 10 push-ups, if you start off, you're doing wall push-ups, you go to bench push-ups, it's a bit easier. Eventually you're on the floor and if you just wanted to get a great chest, I know, look, we do need all the other exercises and nice, but if you had nothing else, if you did enough push-ups, you would work your chest, shoulders and triceps and back, up the back. Of course, if you had a chin-up machine, you do a chin-up bar mm -hmm. and do chin-ups, that's all you need for back. And then you do squats or lunges or something for legs, deadlifts. But it's so easy. you just got to think of your body as a, picture a drawing which you know I like to draw as well and imagine you not doing anything on the back you know <laughs> or not doing the chest or the legs so for me it's like drawing a picture you need to do the back we need to do the front we need to do you know train our whole body otherwise it just gets weaker and we get bad posture and things like that yeah that's so true I guess if we become a little bit of a innovative creative there's always a way to work out yeah so sorry for get diversing from the question um, yeah, we like what people went through in the last two years with gym closures and things like that. I understand that, that not it's not just a country, but some of the whole world changed with their, you know, like out of routine from training in the gyms and out of sorts. And 
you know, some there was a bit of depression and things like that. So hopefully everyone's getting back into it now and understanding that even if, you know, whatever happens, we must look after ourselves. Yeah, that's so true. Um, it's true. You're, you're right that there was a global shift or a global change. Mm. Hopefully it's going back to normal now. Um, you mentioned drawing or sketching. Yeah, that's something you do, correct? Yes, I do. <laughs> it just helps me really unwind. I like to do, you know, peaceful things. And yes, I do like to draw and sketch. Mm -hmm. Now back to your workouts. What are some of your favorite routines or exercises, I should say? Well, I like, there's a, something called the seven basic moves, okay? The seven basic human movement patterns. And they're really quite easy. It's just squat, lunge, push, pull. They're like your, fair, your four basic moves. Like, for instance, if I squat, like, I, you know, I'm squatting, there's so many different squats, but they do work our glutes, our quads, our hamstrings, lower body. And that's one move, so you're working legs. And then if, if I say like squat lunge, when we lunge, we're working each side independently, which helps us as humans climb stairs. It's good for balance, um, that sort of thing. And then anything push is for arms, like triceps, mainly chest and back and shoulders. And pull movements are back. So squat lunge, push pull, you know, your bend is your abs and twist is also your abs and gait, which is walking running, you know, like climbing stairs or walking around. So it's just squat, lunge, push, pull, bend, twist, gate. So the question was my favorite exercises, is that right? Correct. You yes. Okay. Well, for chest, it would be, of course, chest press is a really good basic, whether or not if I'm in a gym, I may use a machine, but at home I will use dumbbells. But if I'm in a gym, I use both machine and because I'll do like four exercises on each muscle group. On back, I love chin-ups because it shows perfect, um, you know, like with your body, you're in perfect harmony, like you're light enough and strong enough to lift yourself up. Like if you can't really do a chin-up, it means your upper body is weak and you're carrying too much on the lower body. So if you can do a chin-up, it will show you perfect proportions that you can lift yourself up and it feels really good. You feel like a child being able to you know lift your own body weight up so chin-ups are my favorite back and um, deadlifts i really like and yeah just really big compound movements so they're my favorites yeah that's what i was thinking compound movements and you, you said mm -hmm. push pull and legs basically yes that's right so yeah. if you do even if you rush for a workout, like some people might just focus on biceps, but if you focused on chin-ups or lat pull-down, if you can't do a chin-up or one of those, you would get biceps and back. So always, if you only if you have limited time, I would suggest you just do your big compound movements, and then you can finish off on isolation, which are like tries, tries, you know. <laughs> anytime catch up but the big compound ones make the difference so you can see my method spend your energy the precious energy on exercises that matter and if you're cutting that down again spend it on the compound movements you'll get a better result yeah i, I think one of your uh, role models in the past bodybuilders wise is frank zane oh yeah he is too yeah he was great because he was his body was so intricate like it was beautifully balanced and you know, like, I think all bodybuilders work really hard, but I myself have always been in the natural 
competitions. And I, I think the Frank Zane I'm referring to maybe early days, he was very, you know, perfect proportion. Every single muscle was, you know, was really defined. Yeah, he was very, uh, he didn't go for size like maybe Arnold did. He was more symmetrical. <laughs> I think some of the bodybuilders started off that way. And then it's one of those things where maybe it's never enough. Look, I don't judge anyone. I'm purely natural myself and I've always been tested. And you can tell even my size, I'm only 52 kilos maximum now. When I'm competing, I'm like 49 kilos. <laughs> so, you know, that's not, I'm all natural. But even the big ones that are, I know they still have to work and I'm not trying to take anything away from them. I just prefer the natural look myself. Now, sometimes uh, people don't go to the gym because they're, uh, especially the gym, they might work on it at home, but they don't go to the gym because they're intimidated. Do you have any advice for beginners starting out? Yeah, I do. I think, I think all of us, even myself that's been going for years, if I see someone starting out, I'm so happy for them and encouraging and I'll often give you know, some tips without being intrusive and them thinking I'm some sort of, you know, expert, even though I am. I'm, I've coached people very gently. But if I can help, I'm really happy to. And I think if you just start in there and, and even, you know, someone might give you a tip here and there, but we're all really nice. And it's so funny the, the, um, what people get, what they imagine. Like they think the mirrors are there because we're all posing and going, oh, you know, but if anything... The mirrors are there to ensure you're doing good technique and you're checking out how you're holding them, if your posture's correct. You know, a lot of people, we're not overly confident in there. If anything, we're harsher on ourselves than the newbies. Sometimes the newbies come in and after one workout, they're flexing away. They're ready for a competition. So, look, it's really, you just got to, we're all human in there and everyone understands we're a special brotherhood, sisterhood, whatever, we're all alike. We all want the same thing. And I, I would welcome anyone in. I never judge and try and help, and I'm sure most people are the same. So I would say maybe it's your own fears, but just make a start. Maybe have a, a session so you can, you know, learn the moves. I always say it's like moves. It's like you wouldn't expect a ballet dancer just to say, go on, go up there and do that thing. Uh, we have to learn how to control the weights and just do it. And even a couple of sessions with a trainer, you would learn how to do certain exercises which would give you the confidence. It's like, like I said, not you're not expected to know, but you could learn and then you would know and then you can start. So it, I would advise a couple of sessions, at least so you've got the technique. And that way you'll, you know, you'll feel more confident and you'll be doing your body a better favour. That's right. There's always there's always somebody there willing to to help you out and assist you and, and yeah. train you. And you might have to learn, like I said, if it's a ballet dancer learning how to do a pirouette, you might have to learn how to do the chest press. <laughs> and a couple of other things. Now, are you a trainer yourself, Leslie? Yes, I have been for over fifteen years. So I'm really used to working with all sorts of people from total beginners. Um, you know, any problems, overweight, back issues, whatever. And I, I really love helping other people get into great shape. And when I see someone, even with a sore back, that's about to have an operation, if I can, and I do, I've saved people from, you know, from many health issues. It really is gratifying more than anything else, more than the trophy you might win. <laughs> <laughs> now, I read that you won over 30 
30 contests or fitness contests. Yeah, I've won over 30 figure competitions, yeah. Wow. With figure competitions, we're trying to create, it's like if you are molding something out of clay and you're trying to make it a perfect shape, all in proportion. And what we're trying to do is get everything, you know, in proportion so you can see all the striations like your, you know, your waist comes in 10 inches above your, you know, between your hips and your biceps are this size and your triceps. And, you know, like you've just crafted and created and mm-hmm. chiseled this body through diet and exercise. And it's a great experience. It's a fantastic experience because you have to be physically strong and mentally strong to keep pushing yourself through it all. <laughs> but what an experience, yes. I think that's, you know, I learned a lot through that as well. Now, I'm curious, what's what's next for Leslie Maxwell? Like, do you think you're going to be doing books or talks or movies? What do you think? <laughs> well, whatever. I'm really open-minded, whatever comes up. So, and I'm a bit game. I get into trouble sometimes. <laughs> but I just feel so. You feel like um, you've got a this 20-year-old body, but you've got the maturity of being older. Actually, I think my body's, I like my body better now than when I was 20. <laughs> Like it's, you know, it just feels like if you're fit and healthy and strong, I advise anyone, encourage anyone. This is where we live. Like why not be really, um, feel fantastic. So, yeah, whatever's offered to me, I always like have a look and and usually go ahead and have fun with it. It's all good. But, I mean, do you, do you have an agent or is this is all on your own? Well, I sometimes have people that, um, advise me but mainly people just approach me and I can't believe how many things I've been asked to do and I follow up and do it whether it's you know tv parts and um, interviews and things like that and it's really been great I do lots of public speaking at fitness expos women's health expos you know gyms even whatever so and interviews yes I'm very busy and thank goodness I love it <laughs> Is there anything that's come your way, like a life opportunity, that's uh, sort of directly or indirectly related to uh, fitness and well-being and working out that you're like, wow, if I wasn't working out, if I wasn't training, that probably would not have happened? Well, I've been on on TV many times, like a current affair in Australia twice, the Today Show, the Morning Show, Sunrise, even this year, in the last couple of months. Um, cover girl of Oxygen magazine twice, regular contributor, author, you know, like the list goes on. It's been very good to me because I had never, that sick person that was in bed with pneumonia in hospital and didn't have the confidence or the know-how to do it. And my body's been like my own experiment. I've, you know, done everything possible not drugs are in there I'm talking about, with exercise and food and training and, you know, from classes to running to getting thin to being softer and fat to whatever. And I have, I now believe I have the answer because I eat, you know, quite a lot. You know, I've got the training down pat, no running, no sweating, no panting. You know, you just do it consistently and eat really clean, nourishing food. Yes, clean foods and consistency is key. Yes, it is key. And knowing your macros, of course, that really helps. (laughs) What are your go-to foods? Eggs. 
eggs. Yeah. Eggs are my favourite, and I always eat organic too, you see. There's sort of like three stages with your clean eating, so I'll just suggest to people, when they say clean eating, what's that? Clean eating is just eating food that is clean. There's, you know, you pick it up and there's one ingredient, like an egg, some broccoli, a potato, or some rice and some steak and some salad. You know, they're clean. There's nothing like, what's this number? What's that number? What that, you know, they're just clean food. So that's, um, to get to that level, it sometimes is difficult for people because they're used to those tastes on their taste buds. Don't forget in some of those foods that people buy that are pre-packaged, there's actual um, food scientists that are working on flavours and things to stimulate your brain and want you to eat more. So it's not even that person's fault. But once you start eating clean food and you don't go for these sort of artificial tastes, they're just clean. That, you know, that takes a little time. So it's like three stages. One is just clean up your diet so you're having that whole food. And then number two is start looking at your macros, going, I need protein in here. In every meal, you should have protein because we don't get enough. Women don't get enough protein. And then they lose muscle and then they get sarcopenia and then they, you know, Anyway, it goes on. And the third level, of course, is sort of where someone like myself is. And you're eating not only clean, you know, your macros, you're just, there's no calculators. I don't weigh and measure, but I just know instinctively, you know, what I'm eating. And then you want to eat organic because you don't want the pesticides, herbicides, fungicides and whatever. So there's like those three levels. One is just getting used to it, cutting out the crap, the sugar, the, you know, soft drinks, whatever. Two is cleaning up getting your macros sort of in order and then three would be like where wow i love this i want to go the next step i want to go organic and whatever so that's what i say <laughs> and they say when you go into a grocery store they're they're designed uh purposely mm -hmm. differently. but if you walk in and you just go on the perimeter of the outside of the grocery store that's where the fruits the vegetables the fish all that good stuff is and if you go in the middle that's where all the processed food is, where you can't even pronounce what's in it. Isn't it? There's aisles and aisles of things, biscuits and cakes and stuff, where you, there's more than one ingredient. So, yeah, you do just try that. Like, it takes a little bit of time. I really understand it's hard for people to get used to that, but it's really well worth it, and your body really does respect and love you for that. Now, were your mom and dad or grandparents, were they sort of genetically gifted too, or did you have to work at this? Um, my my grandparents come from um, country properties and my parents. And so growing up, like I've never had in my life had takeaway at home or anything like that, even though I was a, you know, like a skinny kid. and <laughs> But we just, it was just a thing, like there was just food from the garden or we just, or the farm we just didn't really and we lived in the countryside so we just didn't have there was no takeaways or anything like that so I had a good I did have a good start but then you know I built on that when I first actually when I first left home I was about 17 and I moved in with my friend her name was June and June put me on to a lot of crap food <laughs> that I've never experienced before and I was liking it and I'll tell you a funny story I went home after a couple of weeks to ride my horses and I couldn't get into my britches mm -hmm. <laughs> 
because I'd been living at June's house and eating all her crap. And so I couldn't, and I thought the dry cleaners had shrunk them. I just could not believe, I, I could not believe I'd put on weight. And I had. And, and that made me realise, oh, my God, even I can put on weight. So I've had these funny wake-up calls on the way through, and our bodies respond exactly to what we do. Absolutely, they do. Couldn't fit in your britches, eh? No, I couldn't fit in my britches. That's not really stupid. It's a true story. I was like, Mom, we shrunk my britches. What happened to them? She's like, oh, dear. <laughs> it was June and her sausage rolls or whatever she was giving me. <laughs> Good old June. Yeah. Any final words of wisdom or tidbits or tips for uh, as far as fitness, nutrition, workouts? Okay. Um, I'll tell you that it's always our fault. Well, what we do to our bodies, take responsibility, like, please, because that gives you a sense of power. If you say, it's not my fault, I'm 40, I'm 50, I'm something, but you're not eating clean and you're not training, your body's just responding to what you do. So I'm just saying, take responsibility, know that you have the power to be really healthy and fit and strong. Be consistent with what you do. Don't give up and you will feel amazing. And yeah, be, and I know you'll be really happy that you did that. So I think everyone should take charge of their health, fitness and respect and love their bodies and treat them properly. Properly as in not giving in to the foods. It'll be hard at first, I can imagine. But then, yeah, just just realise those, those three steps. Be kind to yourself and your body and yes, keep going. There you go, folks. Love your body and uh, take responsibility for your own fitness. So there we go. She's won over 30 <laughs> fitness titles and consider the grandma that's never too old to wear a bikini. Leslie, <laughs> thank you, Leslie. It's been a pleasure. Thank you, Mike. It has been. Thank you so much for having me and thank you, everyone, for listening. And I hope you do take charge of your health and your amazing body. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this podcast, and I hope you did, be sure to subscribe and share with your family and friends. And remember, you may be given a cactus in life, but you don't have to sit on it.